Father, we come before you and we rejoice in the prophets, the Bethlehem, the smallest and littlest of all the tribes, would bear the coming of Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, we pray that as we embark on all the festivities, that we can make sure that we take moments to ponder and reflect to rejoice the coming of the light of the world. And that in lightness, darkness cannot hide. Amen? Amen. Amen. Why don't we have a seat? We'll, uh, we'll get into the word. Well, thank you for coming out tonight. Because we know that it's a hustle and bustle and things are busy and things happen, right? And there's last minute things that have to occur for all the festivities. But we know what it's all about, amen? amen. It's really about lifting up the name of Jesus. Amen. And so, <clears throat> reflecting on uh, these scripture verses that Jess just read. You know, the wise men come and they adorn Jesus with, with all of these gifts. A star, the star of Bethlehem leads them to him. And he sang you know, a song of, of what a holy night. Fall on your knees. The angels' voices are announcing the coming of the king. But as I was reflecting and praying about what to preach I was reminded that I often preach on Emmanuel. God has come. And felt the Lord has just shown me something a little different from this year. And it's this, you know, tonight there's a stillness. There's a silence. And actually, uh, 2,000 years ago, before the coming of Jesus, around the edge of the desert and the fertile plain of Israel, there's a calmness. There's... A silence. But on the eve of Jesus' birth, all is quiet and all is calm. But in the morning, there's going to be a sound. It's going to be the sound of the cry of a baby. The sound of the Redeemer. And so as I was reflecting, I, I was pondering this. A silent light, I'm sorry, a silent night produces a loud morning. And from the silence of a Christmas Eve is going to come a sound and a message of the power of the gospel. And Mario was actually in worship last week. He was talking about the, the famous Christmas truce of 1914, World War I. And the concept of silence producing a noise and silence producing a message, I think, is really reminiscent of this event that actually did take place in the year 1914 in Verdun, France. So we have a video to show you what we're talking about. This actually really did happen historically.
Verdun, France, 1914, trench warfare. A war that was said to be the war that would end all wars. Uh, a war that was actually the most destructive, the most mechanized in the history of man up to that point. A war which has been said that an entire generation of young men were virtually lost. And 30 years later, an even larger war. But on uh, Christmas Eve, we don't know who started it. We don't know if it was a Brit or if it was a German, but someone at night on Christmas Eve, over 100 years ago today, started to sing the song Silent Night. A couple hundred yards away, the opposing side started to sing it also in their own language. At that point, the guns stopped. There was a, a moment of peace. There was the exaltation of fraternity and even the plague of soccer. Oh, what a holy night. The slave is your brother. Fall on our knees. Hear the angels rejoicing. But unfortunately, on December 26th, the silence stopped and the guns began again. But what we learn from here is that from a silent night of Christmas Eve in 1914, the sounds of war went forth. And it's pretty interesting. Both the history of World War I and the Christmas truce begins not with necessary soccer, but actually begins uh, with this woman. Queen Victoria of England. During 
During her life, three major things occur. Momentous events that I believe this year I felt the Lord was just instructing us in to understand. The first around her birth, like literally a couple months before she was born, a little known German man pens a song that's called Still Nacht, which in English is Silent Night. It's the year 1818 in Germany. Silent night, holy night, all is calm and all is bright. And around the time of her actual wedding, in France, a man pens a song, Cantique de Noël. Oh, holy night, fall on your knees, hear the angels' voices, and the slave is your brother. Well, Victoria of England has nine children. It's like before, like various drugs, right? For, for labor. Nine children, 42 grandchildren, 42 grandchildren, by which seven of the 42, if you can believe it, become the kings of Europe. Russia, grandson of Queen Victoria. Greece, grandson of Queen Victoria. Romania, grandson of Queen Victoria. Britain, of course. Germany, Spain, and Norway. From one woman came seven kings on the continent of Europe. It's crazy. The third event of her life, as a more elderly woman, she has these grandkids, and as a more elderly woman, war breaks out. Less than 100 years since the penning of the song Still Not Silent Night in Germany, less than 70 years after Oh Holy Night in France. Now, literally, her grandchildren are at war. You see, the sound of the lyrics to Silent Night and the sound of the lyrics of Oh Holy Night somehow did not resonate with the generation. The power of the song did not penetrate the spirit of man. And now, her grandchildren are at war. It's crazy. Russia, Tsar, Tsar Nicholas, Germany, Kaiser Wilhelm. Tsar Nicholas, literally on the eve of World War I, writes a letter to his cousin William the king of England, sorry, the king of Germany, writes a letter and says, cousin, let's not do this. Don't you remember the time when we were playing at our grandmother Victoria's house in London at the palace? Let's not do this, we're, we're cousins. See, during World War I, the sounds of kings of the world ruled. I'll say this again. During World War I, the sound of the kings of the world, the spirit of the age of jealousy, ruled. But on Christmas Eve in 1914 in Verdun, France, the soldiers heard the sound of the king of heaven. Amen. Goodwill towards men, brotherhood, fraternity, kindness, and even peace, and playing a game together. See, out of the stillness, there will always come a sound. The sound will either be the sound of the flesh or the sound of the spirit. 
And so the real Christmas day, 1,914 years before the Christmas truce, once again, all is quiet and all is calm. But the next day, a baby is born. And when he's born, he cries. And a sound is released. And I just feel that when Jesus, when he comes out of the womb, he utters that first cry. That the spirit of the world, the enemy of our soul, was awakened. He was awakened from his pit to the sound of a mere babe crying, knowing the time and all of eternity has come. The Redeemer, Jesus, Emmanuel, was born. And so what we see in the story, right in the text, that King Herod actually plans to kill all the baby boys. And it's at that point that Joseph and Mary will have to go to Egypt to flee the persecution of their son. There's also another silence, a more prophetic silence, a more biblical silence. The silence was that for 400 years since the last prophet, the prophet Malachi, no prophet came forth. But out of this 400 years of silence will come a new sound. Out of the desert, out of the place of silence and solitude, comes a sound, comes a voice, a voice of John the Baptist. The voice of one crying out of the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the voice, the voice says something else. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, this Christmas Eve, we rejoice in the stillness of the silence. In the expectation that tomorrow, right, is rejoicing the birth of Emmanuel, that God is with us. But tomorrow, out of this silence of expectation, Jesus is born, and the sound Oh, the sound of deliverance is made manifest. A sound that causes even hell and the demons to quake. And that deliverer has been born. Amen? It's a sound that breaks off the shackles of sin. It's a sound that says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that sound is uttered tomorrow morning. From the simplicity of a babe who will grow to be the Lamb of God. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. In this, in this church, we believe that the kingdom of heaven is, is multifaceted. I mean, we believe that the kingdom of heaven is all those things which are in heaven that we should be able to have access to now here on earth. What I mean by that is that in heaven, there is no more sickness. In heaven, there's no more deafness. In heaven, there's no more disease. And so when we preach the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is, of course, healing. It is deliverance. It is salvation. It is brotherhood. And it is peace. These are all things that the world has been waiting for, which Jesus will bring to earth. But there's another sound in the declaration of John. And there's another sound in the voice of Jesus. 
The problem is it's the hardest sound to hear. It's the sound that if man does hear it, he is most likely to push against. But it's the same sound that has defeated hell. And it's repent. Goodwill towards men, peace, brotherhood, soccer, love, all this stuff, but it all needs to be preceded by repentance. Jesus came not just to heal. Jesus came not just to save, but he came to preach a message of repentance of sin, turning your heart away from sin and being drawn to the Father through the blood of him. And that is, don't forget, the full Christmas message. Message of repentance. So tonight, Christmas Eve, there is a silent stillness. But tomorrow, let the world hear from your mouth the sound of deliverance. Which were first uttered. Which were first uttered by a cry of a baby which was born in Bethlehem. And so, a silent night produces a loud morning. And all is calm, and all is bright. But tomorrow, the Redeemer comes. Set man's hearts right to fall. Let me stand and pray. Father, I thank you that relatively speaking in the year 2019 in this country there is relative peace and there's relative silence and stillness. What I mean relatively, I mean of course there's things that are going on but in the grand scope of the history of man things are good and things are calm and things are bright. Father, I pray that in that stillness that there is an expectation. An expectation to deliver to this society a sound. A sound of love, a sound of peace, a sound of brotherhood. But Lord, a sound of holy defiance. A sound of holy repentance. That the hearts of men and women can be turned to the loving Father. So as we close out tonight, the song Silent Night, Still Not, written in the year 1818. Father, I pray that there would be an expectation that is birthed inside of our spirit. An expectation for, for full communion with you. An expectation that we too can walk in the cool of the garden with you again. And an expectation that we, as sons and daughters of God, are called, are called to preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Peace love, healing, deliverance. 
which all comes out of the well of a repentant, contrite heart before you. 